Welcome to Adventures in Business. This is a show where we have thought-provoking conversations with founders, CEOs, and business leaders of various industries to learn about their stumps, falls, trials, tribulations, and successes on how they manage the current business environment. Join our hosts, Mandy Graziano and Amani Roberts, as we chat with our next guest. Welcome, everyone. We are here. It is April 10th. We're here for another episode. I'm excited to have our guest with us today, but we first have to do a little check-in, make any announcements. So, uh, Mandy, how was your weekend? Do you have a special announcement for us? What are we, what are we, what's going on? <laughs> I don't have any announcements. Hi, Imani. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I mean, I feel like you have an announcement because there's still some renovation. I feel like you should give your renovation disclaimer before I should have got my weekend. <laughs> yes, renovation. So if you're in the chat, in the audience listening live or the recording, I'm having construction done at my home. So you might see some pounding, hearing, hear, hear some pounding. Hope you don't see it uh, throughout the show. So just keep that in mind. I'll try to do my best to mute when I'm not speaking. That is the uh, construction disclaimer. But talk to us about, we have a podcast now, Minnie. Tell us about that because, you know, you want to share that. I do want to share that. Okay. Hot off the presses as of this weekend, this very show, all 19 episodes of this very show, Adventures of Business Live, is now can now be found on your favorite podcast platform. So this is sort of an exercise in just repurposing content, which I just read that the other day. 71% of businesses that use social media for their business do not repurpose mm. content, which is crazy to me. So we have all this great live stuff. And I know we share clips and stuff on social media. And now we've uploaded all the MP3 files to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So if you don't want to watch us live, fine. If you don't want to watch us on the rewatch on LinkedIn, fine. But you can't escape us because now when you're walking your dog or you're cooking or you're driving, you can listen to us on a podcast. So that's hot off the presses. That just happened this weekend. I, that was a lot of work that I know, Amani, you did most of. Or when I say most, I mean all of. So thank <laughs> you for doing that. And I actually re-listened to a bunch of our episodes over the weekend. And I'm really proud of us because our first couple episodes were not great. Like the audio wasn't great. We were talking over each other. We're kind of getting our stride and then we're really getting better at it. I think that's just an example of just practicing live, kind of failing in public and learning with each show. You know, I, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm proud as well. Um, we'll have all the episodes up there probably today or tomorrow, including this one. We have to say hello to, I hope I pronounced your name right, Dijana. Um, I see you with us, Dejana Pagano in the chat. Carolyn Harris, welcome in. If you're here with us and have some questions that you want to ask our guests, please put it in the chat. Mandy, who are we going to be talking to today? Oh, money. We've got a firecracker. <laughs> we have Hildy Isaac. So her name is Hildy and she sells swag. And, um, and, and we're going to learn more about her. But I first met Hildy on Clubhouse and... She has sent me swag. I've used her for events. Many people I know have used her for events. And not only does she know what's hip, what's new, what's interesting, she is a maven of knowing how to take care of different swag items, which as we know, when we travel, things get wrinkled. So I have so many questions for her and I just, we should just bring her up. So Hildy, welcome She's to the here. stage. Awesome. Round of applause for Hildy. Yes. <laughs> Business. Hmm. I always I have some, well, hi, some introspective questions to talk to and ask the guest. Um, you're you're no different. I'm just curious in this day and age, how would you define swag and how has it evolved over the years? Oh, well, over a hundred years ago, it came out as called ad specialties. Talk about a grandpa term. And then it evolved into promotional products, which is how most of the people who do what I do call it. But that's too many syllables for me. So it was either merch, branded merch or swag. And I don't know, I just coined the whole thing. Hi, I'm Hildy. I sell swag for a living and it feels right to me. Okay. What... 
inspired you to get involved in such a niche kind of industry and you stayed in it for so long? Like, why do you stay and why did you get involved? Ah, well, then you got to hear the whole story. (laughs) Once upon a time, let me get my pillow and my popcorn. (laughs) Once upon a time, I uh, was living in New York. I went to NYU Film School and I graduated with a degree from NYU Film School, which is somewhere on the wall behind me. And when I graduated, well, while I was going to college, I always waitressed and bartended and hostessed. And I've got stories for days about all the celebs in Manhattan that I worked with, including the night that Jodie Foster and her girlfriend asked me to go home with them. (gasps) Wink. That was fun. (laughs) I was a hottie back in the day. Anywho, after I graduated in my (laughs) After I graduated NYU film school, I got three great jobs in the film industry. Like one of them was working on the movie Birdie with Matthew Modine and uh, Nicolas Cage with directed by Alan Parker. And each time the assistant director said, you need to sleep with me or you're no longer going to work here. So after that happened three times, including my dad getting me a job on a Sears commercial. And when the director there said that, I said, I called my dad. I'm like, daddy, how could you do that to me? He's like, oh, yeah, I knew I forgot to tell you something, but I figured you could handle yourself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but okay. a compliment mm-hmm. and a curse, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, wait, so- let, let's, just, let's pause there. We have to pause there because... <laughs> When you have the three gentlemen that require you to have relations with them, how did you handle that? What did you do? And what advice would you have for females in the current day who who are getting proposed the same way? Or males, or males, both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or they's, I mean, it's happening. I Mm -hmm. I wish I could say it isn't. It just happened to me last month at an event and I didn't know how to handle it. Just like I didn't then. I almost felt like a 21 year old. Um, It's really tricky because you don't want to get in trouble with if you're in the corporate world you don't want to be called out as oh that person who has to make a big deal out of nothing just say no so i don't really i'm not an expert in that i can tell you though i'm working on it right now it just happened to me and i tried to solve it and uh it's unsolvable it's something like i have to feel like good old boys won again and i'm just gonna build a bridge and get over it Okay, we'll have to, we'll come back to that. Continue to tell your story. We're going to come back to that. Okay, all right. So when I left that industry, I uh, went into the Garment Center in Manhattan and I sold for quite a few different companies and I knew I was good at sales. I'm a great talker. Um, But the Garment Center in Manhattan, you know, it's it's not as bad as the film industry, but it it just wasn't a good fit for me. And um, I got very, very depressed and felt that New York was the reason I was so depressed. So my parents said, you know what, we'll buy you a used car and a TV. We never sold your grandparents' retirement house in Florida. Why don't you just drive down there and see what happens? So on my way, I stopped at a friend in Kentucky. And to get from Kentucky to Florida, you drive through Atlanta. I stopped in Atlanta to rest And I never left. And I started out working in the restaurant industry here, uh, managing and waitressing. And that went okay for a while. And then someone came to me and said, hey, there's this guy, this vegan, this weirdo vegan. I remember 25 years ago. And he wants to sell his business to someone for 500 bucks. So what was his business? He would wake up in the morning, make soups and sandwiches, pack up his car, drive into the city. And he would go from hair salon to hair salon, selling to the stylists and whoever was in their chair because those were the people who were giving up their food to work. So that's what I did. And I turned that business and his recipes into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the restaurant was called Secret Garden Gourmet. And we're going back 23 years now. And I sold food that helps your body fight cancer and heart disease, which is Mm -hmm. my passion to this day. And I'm a really good cook. Uh, I lasted nine months. I lost $100,000 because 22 years ago in Atlanta, no one cared about healthy food. The bigger the steak, the better. So when the business went belly up, the girl who sold me my embroidered apron said, come, I'll teach you the business. You can work for me. So Hmm. I worked for her. She taught me this industry, which so many people don't know anything about. And um, 
it ended our friendship. It wasn't a good mix. And so from there, I worked for a baseball hat manufacturing company. So if anybody ever needs a baseball hat, I know everything from how to make it from a piece of fabric to a great cap. And working for a vendor didn't suit me. It was um, working really hard. I took my territory from 10,000 a year in sales to a million. They didn't compensate me. So I decided to flip and go to this side of the industry, which is usually a hundred percent commission. And I've built up my business to, I sell over a million dollars a year now in swag. And when you think the most, most things are under a dollar, that's a ton of stuff. Wow. That's a lot of swag. That is a yeah. lot of swag. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I love your whole, and if you're not following Hildy, you got to follow her on LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram because when she says, my name is Hildy and I sell swag for a living, it rings a bell and you remember that she sells swag. But I think one of the greatest things that you do with your with your visual presence is you're physically showing people different trends, different tips. So can you just talk a little bit about how you went from running your business the way you're running it to incorporating some of the social media channels. Cause this is something that every business owner that we talk to on here or off here, they're afraid. Like we were, Amani and I were just talking earlier. It's like, we're, you know, sometimes you have to explain to people, how do you share, how do you share a repost on LinkedIn? How do you share something on Facebook? Like we assume everybody knows how to do it, but like, it's it, it's a learning curve. So like, how did you go from running your business one way to really kind of blowing up on social media and sharing your business? So I incorporated my NYU film school and my love of film. And I thought, I miss it. I miss making movies. I miss all that stuff that I did so many years ago. So when I realized there is a free app that I could grab on my phone called CapCut and within... I would say maybe a month, two months, I figured out a way to bang out my one, because I only post one minute a day. Mm -hmm. I don't think that anybody wants to learn more than a minute a day about an industry that either you've never heard of or don't really care that much about. Mm -hmm. So I um, just started doing it. Now it takes me maybe two hours a week, two to three hours a week to post, to have seven minutes done. So from creation to editing, to getting ready to post. And then I don't, I don't do those. You know, some people say that they, they have them scheduled. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that yet. And I don't think I will because LinkedIn, they want you to post things differently than TikTok, than Facebook, than Instagram. So the 20 to 30 minutes that I budget in the morning to do that, it, it's relaxing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you enjoy it's, it and you enjoy it. Yeah. I love it. How has swag and, and physical swag, how do you continue to stay relevant when we're going so quickly towards a more digital era where people NFTs and, and things like that. How has swag and what have you seen in the industry to stay relevant when we're heading towards so much digital? It's a great question. Relevant means everything different to every person. Amani, I bet your favorite thing that you were ever given is something completely different than Mandy's, completely different than mine. And whatever callers are on the call, if you post that question, everybody's going to have something else that they love. So just yesterday, I
but I, I cannot do more than, I can't spend more than $5 each. So you deal with someone who isn't me because I won't sell a $5 umbrella, but you deal mm -hmm. with somebody who's, who will do anything for the sale. They take your client, let's just say it's Hewlett Packard's logo, and they print out a thousand $5 umbrellas. Then all these people take those $5 umbrellas home they get into a weather storm and that $5 umbrella busts, they're wet. And what logo and who are they going to hate? They're going to reach out to Hewlett Packard, right? And then Hewlett Packard's going to reach out to the Hildy who is and blame the Hildy. So mm -hmm. I don't even get involved in anything that I think that could be a detriment to a client's logo. Those are my two hard no's. And my yeses these days are the the newer things. The 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 thing that I told you that we're giving away at your event planner um, event because that to me is I tested it, I tried it, I tried to break it. It works. But even things like this, like I drink out of this all the time. And while it does say my information on one side, on the other side, if you're I don't know anybody who's into Dolly Parton, you know what this is, and it's it's fun. I have one of those and I actually drink, uh, we, we went to see the the wildflowers this weekend and I brought my little cup of water with that, uh, with this cup of ambition about it. I'm going to pause here for a second because what may, what Hilda, you may not know is that we lost broadcast for a second. Um, yes, and did. now, now it looks like we're back and, uh, and I think we're good, but Amani, what did, what did we miss and do we need to repeat anything? Okay. So, um, let this is live. Thing. This is what live yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm not going to refresh here, but what we do need to hold on. Let me think here. Let me look here. I'm checking. Um, Maybe it was when me and you did that strip, Mandy. Maybe that. Oh, oh, oh you missed our dance, Imani. Yes. yes. <laughs> so hold on for a minute here. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, we're live here. Chat's here. Okay. So we're still good live. We're going to have to do some editing with the podcast thing. I think um, what we were talking about is, okay, I'm green here, is when I was asking, you were telling me how what's, I asked you about the digital era and you were saying what is important to me is very different from what's important to Manny, what's important to you. So if we could maybe start and start back from there, just repeat your answer and then I'll ask another question to follow up. Sure. And then we'll dance again. Okay. <laughs> no, you snooze, you lose. Sorry. That was a one and done. Um, so what I was saying is, and it's frustrating to me when people on social media are like, Hildy, what's hot now? Hildy, what's new now? It depends. Do you want to spend a dollar? Do you want to spend a thousand dollars? Are you somebody who works from home? Are you someone who travels all the time? Are you one of those executives who's been gifted everything under the rainbow and you need to think of something completely outside the box? So I was saying for me right now, under the table, Amani, very quiet so you couldn't hear me, I'm popping bubbles because it keeps me grounded, focused, and not, was that a pet? Yeah, go ahead. Hi. No, no, it's fine. Don't, don't work. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is what I'm using currently, but pretty much every minute of the day. Remember, I was telling you that if you guys started to make me sweat, I was going to have to whip out my cooling towel. And I'm going to tell you, Amani, if you live anywhere where it's hot, you wet this thing, you wrap it around your neck, and it's like wearing air conditioning. And then it dries up, and you wet it again, and it keeps you cold. I can't live without this. I'll oh my God. have one now until September, October in Atlanta. And I just keep it soaking wet, but you haven't made me sweat yet. So I haven't gotten it wet yet. Okay. Soon though. Soon. <laughs> we need those. We need those for our HPN partner meeting in Tampa. We're going to be in Tampa in September. I, I envision needing those. That's a, that's a good tip. It's I haven't seen those yet. They're amazing. They've been around forever, but that doesn't mean anybody's shown them to you. I guess I have to do it tiktok on them yeah do a tiktok <laughs> but what 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 i was explaining amani uh, was that hildy had sent me a box of swag and one of the things i loved about it was it had this little meal prep container and it had it was separated into two and on the top it had a little spoon and a little fork so it was travel so when i get on the airplane i don't like to eat airplane food but if i'm going to be traveling for five hours 
Like I like right. to bring my own healthy meal and I do. And it, it just recently broke. I've used it so much in the short period of time you gave it to me. It broke, <laughs> but it was my fault. I dropped it and then I stepped on it on accident. It was just like a real quick thing. So it was my bad, totally my bad. But <laughs> I, I love, I love stuff like that. And you're right. Like it really does depend on the person and it depends on the usage. So um, I want to talk with you about quality because I know quality is, is more important than trend. So can you just talk about, um, you know, if you could if share the umbrella story again that you just shared offline, okay. that I think, I think it explains a lot about your integrity with quality in your products. Okay. So I was saying how I won't sell a $5 umbrella and there are a ton of $5 umbrellas out there, but what I picture, and it's never happened to me because I won't sell a $5 umbrella, but picture this, Amani. somebody gives you an umbrella and you don't know how much they paid for it, but it's got the Microsoft logo on it, or it's got Apple even better, right? If someone gave you an Apple umbrella, heck yeah, you're going to use it. So what if you're, you're using this Apple umbrella and you're with um, a female friend and you're both under the umbrella because it's pouring rain and all of a sudden a wind comes and busts that umbrella. You're going to get wet. You're going to get angry. You're going to remember who gave it to you and that it's Apple. You're going to probably either you or your companion are going to complain to the person who gave it to you because that's our world. Why did you give me such a junky umbrella? And then that umbrella people, again, if it's Apple, they're going to be mortified. They're going to reach out to the idiot Hildy, not me, but the Hildy in their life that sold it to them and say, why'd you do that? And of course, they're going to say, well, because you told me your budget's $5, where what I do is, no, you're not spending. You can spend $10 on an umbrella that has a lifetime warranty. Ah, that makes sense to me. Mm, that's important. Okay. Yeah, Good. that's important because we're all buying that stuff now. And and I I think I say this all the time. We have so many branded phone chargers and those <laughs> phone char those phones and, and every hotel gives them to me. And I'm so grateful for every piece of swag I get. I I, I love it and I share it. And, but some of those phone chargers last an hour and then it's no it's then it's no different than your actual phone phone charge itself. So uh, the quality is important. That's a great question to ask when we're shopping for swag. Okay. Sure. Thank you for sharing that story. Now, like TikTok, uh, how did you get into TikTok? How has it benefited your business? And how have you made yourself, um, and I see your question in the chat, Vicky, I'll get to you next. How have you made yourself relevant on TikTok when it's really probably a much younger demographic where their targets are? Oh, I'm young. <laughs> well, I say younger. I know you're young, but what's younger? You know, at least you're, you're you can drink legally. So that's uh, a little... <laughs> all right. Uh, complete candor. Yes. I do not see any benefit to my business on posting my one minute videos. Really? I do it to nourish the creativity in my soul that wants to make videos like I went to college for. I say clearly on Instagram and TikTok, I am here to teach you about my industry and the perfect blend of marketing, creativity, and sales. Most of the world has never heard of my industry. I was on a call this morning with a girl who does gift baskets. And for 30 minutes, I tried to explain to her why she needs to be in my industry if she's going to do gift baskets with swag on it. Never knew it existed. So if I can teach the world about our industry and I benefit, great. If not, please, can just everybody start learning that there's a great industry out there for people who want to do marketing and sales and want to have something more three-dimensional than, than, what do you call it, social media marketing? Like there's a whole world of three-dimensional marketing out there that is so much fun. And for me, my, my closure on this is I'm very bossy. I don't let my customers spend their money. I'm telling them how to spend their money always. And if they don't like it, they can go find somebody else. Okay. Okay. Uh, great answer. That's interesting. I'm going to, that's interesting. I'm going to come back to that one, but let's get to Vicky's question in the chat. Thank you, Vicky. She says, are there tips or tricks you use to evaluate or learn about your client audience to best understand who a client is and therefore what swag would work for them and their campaign or event? 
Excellent question. And I am, again, not the norm. Most people do a deep dive into what's your end goal? What are you trying to get out of this event? Who's going to your event? What are they like? I don't do it that way. Uh, I mean, recently there was a major automotive company who came to me and they were doing um, social change in four different cities in the country. And the event planner sits with me and she's like, I want everything to be about driving and steering wheels. I'm like, no, you want everything to fit in the box that we're going to be giving out. <laughs> and when you realize that it's more about reusing and repurposing and recycling and sustainability and you switch your thought of instead of it being themed perfectly let it be something people will talk about for one reason or another whether it's the message on the cup poured myself a cup of ambition there's so many we could spend an hour just talking about all the things about poured myself a cup of ambition or whether it's it's a, it's 2023 each item that's given away should either be a tree planted or a donation made or pulled out of the ocean. So again, I'm really bossy and I won't, I won't go to that whole, what's the theme? Who are you giving it away to? I just say, if your budget is $10, here are my top 10 favorites. And that's why not everybody likes me and not everybody will work with me. And that's okay. You know, I think though, people are moving at such a fast pace right now that I think people like to hear your recommendations, right? They lean into your expertise and and not everybody, I know me as a buyer of swag for many, many meetings and conferences, I don't want to go through that whole qualifying call. I don't want, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for that email. And so I think I really value that you are like, what's your budget? $10. Here's the top 10 things I love. If something I love isn't in that top 10, I'm going to ask you, what are your next top 10 things? Because I'm a buyer, right? And I think a lot of planners in the industry are buyers and that's how they buy. So I think there's a lot of value in guiding people to a decision in a quicker way because they, they need to move fast. Like this is just one of the many things for their events that they need to do. So I really appreciate that about your style. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, uh, since you mentioned your, like your top 10 what are some newer pieces of swag that have quickly risen to be in your top five or 10? And what do you think is coming next, which we should really kind of keep an eye on in terms of swag? What's coming next is what's been hot the last, let's say year to two years, the eco, the pulling things out of the ocean, the give back to somewhere, whether it's wounded warrior or ASPCA, um, I know it probably was 10 years ago that instead of giving out Christmas gifts to my top um, connections, I made a donation to Make-A-Wish Foundation. And so each person got a handwritten letter from Make-A-Wish thanking them in my because I donated for them. So it doesn't always have to be swag. While I do believe in swag, it doesn't always have to be something that has a logo on it. If you... I mean, I teach a class in how to give a gift, excuse me, to someone that they, because you can't afford, not everybody can afford me, right? If I'm selling over a million dollars a year, I'm not looking for the person who wants to spend a hundred dollars on one gift, but there are so many great ideas out there that will really mean a lot to people. One of my favorites is this company called Blooms by Hainu. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it is um, flowers that fresh flowers, usually roses that they treat that stay fresh for over a year. Mm. Mm. Wow. Is that a seed packet or like, how do you get? No, how do you get no, that? no, no. I have them upstairs. They're roses. They come roses and they're about, let's say that big, but the box they come in is that big because they want to make sure it gets to you fresh and safe and you just leave them on the counter. They've been treated so that you get have fresh roses sitting on your counter or your desk or wherever for over a year, mine are at Ooh. least a year and a half. Ooh, it's Blooms by Hainu? H-E-I-N-E-U. I mean, there are a couple of knockoffs and I saw Costco had um, 24 red roses like that right before um, uh, Valentine's. They're $150 for mm -hmm. like a decent bouquet. But there's, I, I'm just very super creative. I love gifting ideas. So if anybody ever on a call wants to reach out to me and be like, 
I need something for my husband and he's just, he's the worst at gifting. I got you. I just have ideas <laughs> that have nothing to do with branding and you yeah. don't buy it through me. I just love gifting and I'm good at it. So we pulled up the website for Blooms by Hanu. So if you're watching, you can see it live here. Uh, keep going, Mandy. I know you have another question, but very interesting. Wow. Right? Well, I want to know what's the best gift someone's ever given you in the in a yes. business setting. In the like in the swag world? Yeah, yeah. Um I'm going to do low-hanging fruit. My boss this year gave all of us the refresh glass. Have you heard of refresh glass? Mm-mm. No, no. So it's a company based, I think, in either Nevada or California, where they rescue wine bottle, empty wine bottles from restaurants, and they repurpose them either into rocks glasses or drinking glasses. And they're laser etched. So one side could be a logo. But I always tell my clients, don't do logos, just have each one personalized for each person. And you can get a set of one, two, four, you can get the high boys and the low boys, you can get them all mixed greens, clear, blue. And that to me, the fact that we're rescuing wine bottles from going to the landfill, and making them right into wine glasses. I just think that's a huge wow. Yeah, that is a huge wow. Super cool. Yeah, we pull up this website also. You're just dropping gym after gym on us here. Interesting, <laughs> fascinating here. See, Imani, uh, if you were really my friend, you would have found my TikTok on the refresh glass. And then you, oh! could, show you could show everybody the actual glasses that my boss gave me because I did do a one-minute TikTok on it. And they're really nice. We might get to the TikTok here. But, you know, okay. we just go to the website, to the interview. Right. We got a lot going on here. All but right. I'm going to follow you on TikTok because, you know, I don't Please. do much there. Um, okay. In terms of business, you've you've worked in a variety of kind of companies and industries. Actually, let me pause. I'm going to come back to that one. Carolyn Harris has a question. She wants to know, and thank you, Carolyn, for this question. How did you build that relationship with Make-A-Wish? Oh, I didn't. I just called them up and I said, I want to make a donation. They're like, okay. And I said, here are the rules. I'm willing to give you, and again, this was five or 10 years ago, I said, I'll give you whatever, 25 a person, print out letters with all these people's names and mail them to me. They're like, no problem. And that's how I did it. And then I made a donation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I did that this past year too. I love that. I did that this past year, uh, Carolyn. I donated to Junior Achievement of San Diego and I did it in my client's name. Some of my top, like my top 10 clients, I did that in their name. And um, then, you know, I sent the email out to my clients, but it's the same thing. It's like, you know, these organizations want your money and you're helping. And it's, it's, you know, it's such a better way to spend the holidays. It's great to, it's great to give gifts and it's great to supplement it with some sort of cool donation like that too. I'm with you on that, Hildy. Absolutely. And I have one client who used to buy holiday gifts from me. In the last three or four years, they said, we're not doing it anymore. We're making donations. I'm like, I am totally cool with that. And that was like a $20,000 order. I'm Mm -hmm. like, donate, donate, Mm -hmm. donate. Eventually, they'll come back for holidays or they won't. I don't care. I love them. I love my clients. And that is something I want to talk about. I block people if they're not yummy human beings. I don't want to work with anybody who isn't delicious. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, can you give a story? Cause this is a topic that comes up in our room all the time about, you know, firing clients or setting boundaries with clients. So can you get, can you share that story? You don't have to say the client, obviously, but you know, just share that story. Like what happened? What was the incident? And that, what did you do? How did you part ways? Um, there's a few of them. The one that I blocked was someone that they, They hired maybe an 18-year-old or a discounter to create a logo. It was a horrible logo. They wanted things embroidered. In order for it to embroider well, it would have had to have been the, like, it was awful because embroidery letters, horrible. So these days, I don't even do it. Like on my shirt, this is a heat transfer and it looks just so much crisper and much more modern than embroidery. That's another thing that's out. Embroidery is out. Out, it's big and wow. I mean, once in a while, it's okay. But anyway, so um, so this person kept reaching out to me, and I kept saying, "I'm not embroidering your logo. It's not going to look good." I'll tell you what, I'll get you some samples. So I went to one of my vendors. I spent a hundred dollars giving them two free jacket samples, 
They never even acknowledged they got it. About six months later, they're like, hey, we need six hats and we need them next week. I said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And they then they oh. said, all right, well, can we have samples of A, B, and C? So after I spent about two to $300 on samples and they didn't give me orders, but they kept calling me and asking for Rush, I just... First, I tried to refer them to a colleague and they said, no, we don't want anybody but you. But they weren't ordering from me. They were just mm. sucking me dry. So finally, mm -hmm. the last time he sent me an email, asked me a question, I blocked him on my email. I blocked him on my phone. And then I was in Vegas for work and my phone rang. So I'm like, hi, this is Hildy. Excuse me. They're like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah referred me. I'm like, ah, yeah. Can you do business cards? No, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't do business cards, but if you'd like other things, send me an email. It was lovely chatting with you. And I have a feeling that they made him call me just to see if my phone was broken. Mm. Horrible. <laughs> mm. I think it's powerful though, to make space for customers that appreciate you and make space for customers you're actually doing great work with it's necessary to set some boundaries or block or fire other customers sometimes. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. What is your definition of a yummy customer? Ooh, so good. Such a good question. Um, kind, uh, funny, um, adores me, which is pretty easy to do, but <laughs> someone who opens up and will share with me more than just business whether it's that they broke a nail or whether they're having emotional troubles, people just really trust me and they want to open up to me. I, I've got to be honest, most of my customers I adore. And there's one recently that didn't order from me for their usual events that they've been doing for 10 years. And I don't sleep at night because it's inappropriate for me to reach out to them and be like, why didn't you order from me this year? I just keep saying every day because my heart hurts. My heart hurts that I made some mistakes last year. I did. I own it. I made mistakes. I tried my best to apologize, but they just... It's almost like, what is it? No soup for you. So I'm not getting their soup. And I, every day I just keep saying whomever they chose to order from, they're not me. And I can only hope that they realize how good they have it with me and they'll come back to me, but it's hurting. It's like half my business. So Amani, I'm, I'm hurting. Well, okay. So in that instance, what, and I'll translate this to another question, like, in your years of experience, what are some of the most valuable business lessons you've learned? And for this specific example, what are you doing to try to replace that business so you you, you heard a little less? I'm asking for referrals everywhere, anytime, being brutally honest, telling people I made the mistakes. Uh, it was 10 years. Usually after 10 years, people try other things. Um, I'm, I am doing the one minute videos just again to see if that eventually look for sure people are reaching out to me and be like hey can i buy one and so that's why i just keep trying to teach people no that's not what i'm looking for um the lesson i learned and, and i i did what mandy does good which is i delegated and i hired someone to create a spreadsheet because this client needed 1200 jackets to be individually shipped all over the world and I hired someone to create that spreadsheet and paid that. Maybe actually she never charged me, but she said, here's your spreadsheet. This was really hard. I don't think I can do this again. And so I gave that to the vendor to ship out and she had mixed up who should get a medium, who should get a oh. large, who should get an extra large. And yeah, that was the end of that because I couldn't, like, I started trying to figure out, all right, well, the guy in Turkey, he got a large and the guy in India, it was, it was horrible. And to this day, I still can't understand how to create spreadsheets for myself. So I have found somebody now in my life who's very good at spreadsheets who can do that for me. Because if you're really creative, you can't do spreadsheets as well. You just, you can't, you can't do everything. <laughs> Right. You can't do everything. And I think that's a good business lesson is outsource what you can't do. And you're going to make, you're going to make a lot of mistakes until you find the right one, you know, when you outsource, that's just part of business, right? And 
Yeah. Now you have somebody that works and that's great, but you probably had a trip and fall a little bit until you found the right one. Trip and fall in my family. I mean, I, we have cut back on finances. Like last year I was living in the high life and this year we don't go out for dinner. I went out for dinner for my birthday, January 20th. And since then we don't go. Mm. Okay. So that's like real life. That's, that's, well, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing and being very um transparent with us. Um, a question from the chat here. Carolyn Harris wants to know, when clients call in, what questions do they typically ask you the most? What's new? What's <laughs> hot? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. most of my clients, um, I mean, a lot are event-driven, like a lot of it, right? Because I'm only dealing with the corporate world. So I'm dealing with the, the HR, the human resources department, the marketing department, and maybe the, the safety or procurement. So they want to know if it's polo shirts. They're trying to find a polo shirt that's moisture wicking, that's got UV protection, that um, won't won't shrink maybe it won't pull because these days everybody's wearing polyester and is is reasonably cooling if they want to know about t-shirts then they're talking more about you know the 100 cotton that feels soft then when they're imprinted it doesn't feel like there's a band-aid on their chest if it's a pen they want something that won't dry up after a year although most do they want blue ink and you know they want to know that it feels right that it's got like a a mix let's say between a gel and an ink card cartridge. If it's drinkware, it's dishwasher safe and it's not something that will die in the dishwasher. And I can go on and on. If it's a lanyard, it needs to be a certain length and a certain width. And it's, my industry is, it's huge. I don't know if you saw, but I did stand up paddle boards. You can yeah. stand up paddle boards fully branded. I mean, yeah. that's super cool. That's super cool. I saw that. I, uh, I want to, um, you know, I know you said, you haven't gotten anything yet from your TikToks, but I might rebut that because I think what you do on your TikToks and Instagram reels is that you're educating people. And I think that's so much more important than just saying, hey, bye, 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 right? Like, can you share, I think one of the greatest TikToks you did was, can you share about how you showed everybody the proper way to fold a sweatshirt? I thought, <laughs> I thought that was awesome because- not only I was just mesmerized watching because I clearly have been folding sweatshirts the wrong way forever, but I was like, I was looking at the quality. I'm like, oh, if I need a whole bunch of sweatshirts, Heldy's the person to go to someday. So can you talk about the proper way to fold a sweatshirt? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to talk about it. Gosh, I just, no, even I couldn't even hold it up, but mm -hmm. I guess, all right, fine. Make me go back to when I was in high school and I used to be in theater. <laughs> so you take a hoodie and you lay it um, up backwards on a table and you take one sleeve and fold it in the other sleeve, fold it in, take the bottom, fold it, fold it, tuck it. And then you use the hood to stuff everything into it and then it's a nice neat little pouch that you can pile up pouches in a drawer as opposed to I wouldn't hang them in the closet because to me they're too thick and take up too much room and I don't like folding them in my in a drawer because again this just makes them nicely pouchy and I wanted mm -hmm. to tell both of you because I do see behind Amani both of your books that's another thing in my industry Everybody um, sells books through my industry branded. So I've got a vendor who takes books that they can order on Amazon or order direct from you. And they can either just imprint on the outside of the book. They can add a page. It's I'm my industry is super cool. What do they imprint on the outside of the book? That's interesting. So if they're doing the outside of the book, they're going to take um, the company logo. Again, let's say it's Hewlett Packard and just print it on the book. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen the sleeves that go around the book before. Um, and I've seen the logos on that, but I, and adding a page, what do they do when they're adding a page? That's interesting. They glue it in. Oh, what does the page say? Just whatever the client list. wants it to say. Yeah. That's it could interesting. Be why they picked this book or thank you for attending our event. It could be, here's notes to take because we're going to talk about the book during our event. Mm, very cool. I love that. That's super interesting. Um, what about for in terms of your business, like where do you see it going in the future? I mean, do you is this here to stay? Is there anything that's dying off or where do you see the, the nature of this business going? 
Uh, promotional products started over a hundred years ago when somebody walked into uh, a calendar company and said, Hey, can, can I put my logo on that calendar? Mm-hmm. I don't see it going away anytime because people do love gifts and people do want to be able to promote some way that doesn't feel salesy. It's not a billboard. It's not a commercial. It's not a social media ad. It's something purposeful and useful. I'm about to do a post on these things. They're called Chipolos. And it's like an Apple AirTag or the tile. And to be able to brand the backside and know that I can stick it in my suitcase. I mean, there's there's so many. Whatever comes out. I did a TikTok a few weeks ago. There's glasses now. Mm-hmm. Did you see those? The glasses are like your, oh my God, they're amazing. I tested them while I was in Florida at an event and they're glasses that have your um, earbuds in them. So you hear music in your head, but it's going through your glasses. Oh, that's super interesting. Okay. Glasses and prescription. Yeah. Can you share too, because you're an event um, partner for our annual WeCon, our MPI Southern California WeCon event, May 10th through 12th in, um, in, in Palm Springs. And you were kind enough to share some new piece of swag. So can you share what that is and how people can use it? Because I'm personally, every attendee that goes to this event is going to get one. And I'm personally very excited about that. And they arrived because I got mine after yours because they shipped out of California. So they're in a retail box, which I think is also really important in my industry. No more white tuck boxes. That is just Mm -hmm. such a waste. So Mm -hmm. it is, and you can find this. I posted this on, anytime I post Imani on TikTok, it's also LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I just do them all. It's just TikTok. I find it's easy to see everything. So this is a universal cell phone mount holder, meaning like you see in the picture, it can stand up and hold your phone it can see if you can see that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay i've attached it to my luggage uh handle when i was sitting at the airport i can attach it to the tray table i can even if the tray table is closed and it's it's like a piece but uh, amani i want you to answer this one first are you ready Okay, I'm ready. Yes. Okay. What is a memory from elementary, middle, or high school that you don't mind sharing with us? Oh. Uh, A memory from um, elementary school, middle school, or high school. I remember I was in... In middle school, I was in Mrs. Smith, who was one of my favorite teachers of all time, math class. And we were watching the space shuttle go up with Kristen McAuliffe. I think that's her mm. first name. When it blew up and she left the classroom in tears. Mm. And I didn't, like, I, I just I just never forget that because um, I'll never forget that. Just from how you, you expect your teacher to be like a symbol of like strength and never wavering and she like immediately started to cry and left. And that really, really affected me. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. But you haven't thought about that in a long time. So I'm glad I was able to bring that to your heart. Yes, yes, yes. Mandy's turn. Mandy's turn. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember that exact moment and I don't remember my teacher leaving. So she must have had blood in her veins or ice and ice in her blood. Um, yeah, but I do remember that moment. I remember all of us watching the TV and I was in fifth grade. Amani, what grade were you in when that happened? Sixth grade. Sixth yeah, grade. it was. Yeah. Um, no, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that, Hildy, is I was in high school and um, a fight broke out in the hallways of North Ralston High School. It was a girl fight. It was one of my best girlfriends. And I, I am not a fighter. Um, but, and my girlfriend wasn't a fighter either, but, um, you know, they were both, you know, in love with the boy and they were, so they started fighting about a boy. They started yelling and all of a sudden they started just shoving and pushing each other. And I think a better human being probably would have gotten the teacher or just pulled my friend off, but I was so afraid. And I was the president of the Spanish club at the time. And I had all these suckers that I had to sell. (laughs) So I was like, here's a crowd. And I was just selling suckers. I was selling blow pops. Like. (laughs) 25 cents. Like who wants a blow pop? Who wants a blow pop? And then once they were all sold, I went and got Frau Periano and I'm like, there's a fight. 
luckily nobody was hurt. Everybody was fine. But it's like one of those moments I'm not proud of, but it's also a moment of like, as a salesperson, I think I should have, I, 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 I saw a crowd. I sold the suckers. We raised the money. And, um, and it was probably like my first moment of like, I love sales. I love gatherings. And uh, it was probably the first time I, I understood that. I realized that. And, and yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind when you said that. Wow. Yeah. You know what I forgot to tell you guys, which I will be in trouble if anybody ever watches this and I didn't say, I've been married for over 22 years for a man who was born and raised in South Africa. So yes, he comes with the great accent and we have one son. He's at his first year at Kennesaw State University. And uh, I think he's majoring in how to live off his mother the rest of his life. So I just- um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to I ask about that because you, you do a lot with work. And there is always that balance between mothering and wifing. And I don't know if you have any animals and, mm -hmm. and have, if you have any parents or anybody else that you take care of, but what are some, like, what do you do to keep it all straight? Cause we're all struggling through that. And, um, you know, I think, I think anybody appreciates any tips that we can get from that. Uh, I own the mornings. So I usually get up between five and six. I um, put on Oculus, which is the, VR headset. I do 20 minutes to an hour of cardio using this amazing app in there called Supernatural. I then twice a week at least go to a gym that focuses on older people and making sure they're lifting weights safely. I work out um, or I'm walking or running or biking every single day. I won't take a call before 10 a.m. So that gives me time to really exercise, wind down. I don't eat every day until at least four o'clock. I'm an intermittent faster. I've been doing it for years. Um, that also keeps me healthy and energized. But I have to keep asking you questions. You're not allowed to ask me questions. Oh, bounce it back. <laughs> Which my next one is a really important one. I've never been to Europe. Both my husband and I turned 60 this year. So for our um, present, we are going to Italy for three weeks. And while I have hired a travel agent and she's booked us in, so we're doing a slowcation three weeks, Northern Italy. If either one of you have any tips, whether it's a travel tip or whether it's if you're in Northern Italy, you have to do this. Just remember both my husband and I were anti-churches, anti-ruins, anti-museums. We want to be outside. Go. Mandy first. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> the only one, I have no clue. No tips for you here. Well, I, I will say we went to Lake Como over Christmas, and that was my favorite part of the whole working town. It's very similar to how um, Lake Tahoe is. People in San Francisco go to Lake Tahoe for vacation. Everybody thinks Lake Como is the super wealthy spot. And yes, there's a ton of beautiful homes and everything. But I, it, to me, it felt like a working town. There's a lot of great people there doing a lot of great things. The food and beverage is awesome. But it, it's, it's really hard to wander around Lake Como and not stroll into a wine bar where it's been in the family for centuries. And you, you've got like Francesca and Antonio who are the son of Francesca senior. And, you know, and it, it's just, it's, it, it's a really cool part of Italy. It's in Northern Italy and the food there feels a little bit different because it's so close to Switzerland that you get the different type of cheese, you get the different type of capers. And if you feel like it while you're there, there's a really cool train that that wanders over uh, to Switzerland as well. So I, I, I would pop into Lake Como for okay. sure. Mm -hmm. Amani, are you saying you don't travel? Is that what I'm hinting I'm at? Saying I haven't been to Northern Italy before, but what I will say that maybe if, since you like to be outside, do you like football or soccer as they call it here? Are you fans of that? No. Okay, never mind. We would, food, we would definitely do food tours or travel right. tours or wine tours or hiking, biking. Yeah. Anything? Nope. I've got Your nothing. Your favorite travel either. tip when you do travel, something you oh. always make sure you do? Well, I always bring a couple good books. I always, um, what else do I do? I'll always print out an itinerary in case phones are like down or whatever. So I do that. Oh, that's a good tip. Um, that's probably the, my top two tips. And then always have like a backup hotel or place to live in case something like in case you get overbooked in your hotel, they try to walk you or things like that. Have a place where you're like, look, I really want to go here if I can't stay here. Okay. That's a good tip. All right. I have another question. 
What are you looking at right now beyond your camera laptop view? Uh, so for me, I have a camera here, a ring light, a monitor, a monitor, a monitor. A behind clock. that, behind all that. A wall, it's just a blank wall. Just a blank wall? It's a blank wall, yeah, I haven't decorated. I just moved my studio from one area to another area, so I haven't quite decorated it yet, but I'll, I'm working on it. This question will be more inspiration for me to continue to decorate. I wow. always assume people are in front of a window for good lighting. Yeah, no, ring light right here, ring light. Right. <laughs> Mandy? Mandy. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I'm looking at a lot just beyond my wall. Um, I have a quote up. It's a quote from my book, but it's just a reminder to me in terms of who I do business with is surround yourself with people who want to move their lives forward in a productive and joyful way. Um, there's a quote. Then I have three rules of taking new clients poster. It's one is must be a decision maker. The second one is must have alignment with their CFO or their general counsel. The third one is they must take direction when off track and they have to trust ex my expertise. Those are my three rules of taking new business. Very similar to mine. It's just a reminder. And then I have a... Um, I actually have uh, one uh, during my book tour last year. This is actually the one year anniversary of my book tour. We had some arts and crafts table at one of the Barnes and Noble events. And one of the girls, uh, a little girl, she was seven years old named uh, Lily, created a, um, a little watercolor of the cover of my book, which mm. was awesome. And it's so cool. And so I have it framed. I'm looking at it. And then I have the newspaper article of the cover of the plane dealer says believe it from when lebron james took the cleveland cavaliers to our first championship those yes. are all the things i'm looking That's at awesome. right now behind the screen yeah it's i'm good always curious about that the, yeah to, yeah yeah it's good inspiration uh, mandy you know what i'd like i want yeah. i know what i want amani i want you to go online and order one of those neon signs and have it created on the title of your last book oh okay oh, dj's See, in business Okay, and put that up behind me, though. You want that behind me, no. right? In front of me? Well, Why? I don't know. I mean, if your background is your background and you're set on that, because a neon behind you, being the NYU degree, it would yeah, be a little yeah. distracting. But if it was in front of you and it was a white neon, it would light your face nicely and it would it should inspire you. Okay. If it you could can be about you, not the audience. If you could send the link where you recommend I get it from, I, I will make that happen. <laughs> like, you know, please keep me. I love, I'm trying to redecorate this area. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Changing yeah. the energy. Not um, a big one. Make it like, I don't know, two to three feet. Don't make it your whole wall. Cause there should be other things on the wall like Mandy has. So it pulls from different parts of your brain. Mandy, I would add to one, one more of those. And I don't know how easy it is for you, but for me, it's very easy. Whenever I get a new referral, the first thing I do is I get their ship to a uh, bill to address. And I have uh, Geiger um, do a Dun & Bradstreet, do a credit check on them. And if they say no, they have no credit, then I We'll try not to do business with them. Mm, yeah, too. they need to. They need. I need to know that Geiger tells me if they pay their bills that they'll give them at least a five thousand dollar line of credit, if not out, nothing else. Nah, and then, um, have you ever heard the expression R and D? Yeah. What is it? Research and development. But I guess you're going to tell me another reason for it. it I use it as rip off and duplicate. And I'd love <laughs> for you two to rip off and duplicate anything I've taught you today. Plus. I'm not big on YouTube at all, but I did put up there with something I invented called the Apple Tickle. And it's a way where you can create your business card on your iPhone. And once you've done it once, it is so much better than handing out a business card where there's so many chances that people won't put them in your phone. So if you go on YouTube and you put in Hildy Apple Tickle and don't do the one for the badass business summit, but there's another one, it's like five minutes long. Or, or you can call me later and be like, can you teach me the Apple Tickle and I can do it quickly but those okay. those are my final thoughts i like d and d and b final final thought we have to ask you if you're going to go back to when you first graduated from nyu give yourself advice based on everything you've learned so far to date now what advice would you give your younger self um Trying to kill yourself doesn't solve anything. 
the sun always comes out the next day and you have to go through hard things in life to be pushed through and make yourself unique, special, and strong. Okay. I That's think that powerful. I love that. In the show. Um, yes. So we'll end the show there. Um, we have your LinkedIn where everyone can reach you. Thank you for being very transparent, having such great advice, being the true firecracker that Mandy said you were going to be. Firecracker. Um, yes, firecracker. And uh, I can't wait to see you or hopefully see your products at WeCon and to work with you in the future. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Adventures in Business. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on the platform that you're currently listening it on. And don't forget to share it with your friends and anybody that might be as much of the business nerds as Amani and I are. See you next time for another captivating interview.